On today's episode of Sister Friends, Cups and Conversations, we're talking depression. Often referred to as the silent killer, depression can be defined as feelings of dejection, sadness, hopelessness, and despair. There are times when we can be unaware that we are experiencing depression, even though there may be indicators present. Let's unmask this silent ailment and address a few questions like, can having faith exempt you from depression? Can we move beyond depression? As we dive into today's segment, we'll uncover some powerful truths about the reality of depression. Let's talk. Sister Friends Cups and Conversation today around the table with me. Of course, I have Miss Catherine Young. Yes. All the way from Bossier City. Yes. <laughs> and then I also have Miss Lisa Sweeney, the Debayu lady herself. Yes. Hello. <laughs> and then I also have Miss Danielle Barella. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's good to have you ladies around the table with me today. And uh, this is going to be a very serious uh, and life-changing episode of Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. And I, I'm just so honored that you guys get to do it with me. And before we start talking about serious matters here today, I want to talk to you about our cup. It says strong and beautiful. Now, these ladies are strong and each one of them are beautiful in their own right and in their own way and in their own expression. We've got some very, very uh, lovely gray-haired ladies here today. So when I thought about this cup, strong and beautiful, uh, on my weakest day, Lisa, I'm the strongest. Not because of who I am, but because of who Christ is on the inside of me. And that gives me uh, confidence and it gives me hope and it gives me assurance. And so I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what you're facing today. If you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you are your strongest, even at your weakest point. And so strong and beautiful, you are. And even if you haven't made a personal uh, commitment to the Lord Jesus, because you are you were created by God and you belong to God. Yes, you still can declare I'm strong and beautiful because you were made in his image and in his likeness. And so no one gets left out. And so on today, we're going to talk about something uh, that's important. Uh, in the United States and around the world, it says that, uh, according to the latest statistics, 300 million people around the world, so not just in the United States, ladies, but around the world, have depression. Okay, and according to the World Health Organization, 16.2 million adults in the United States, so we said 300 million around the world, but 16.2 million just here in the United States, um, that equals 6.7% of adults 
in this country have suffered with uh, depression or had, have had a, a period or a season or a time where they felt that they were depressed. And, uh, and so depression is a real struggle. It's a real uh, sickness. It's a real condition. Yes. And, uh, and so we're going to talk about it today because I, you know, I believe that it's important to take the stigma yes. off of it, to take the shame off of it. And uh, to also to uh, lend hope and encouragement to it, because sometimes we don't talk about it because we feel hopeless about it. Um, But there's no situation that we find ourselves in. uh, There's no sickness or condition that we face um, that God hasn't given us a remedy. Now, we're going to talk about what is that remedy Mm -hmm. and what does that remedy look like for you? And um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Are you ladies ready? We're We're ready. ready. Okay. (laughs) All right. And so let me just say this. Uh, Miss Catherine works for CPC of Shreveport. She's Mm -hmm. the the executive director in their care parenting center. center. So she's a director Mm -hmm. and she's helping women um, that are dealing with difficult situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miss Danielle Barella is a a playwright, excuse me, a playwright and an author. And she's also the founder and executive director for Tamar uh, Ministries and what she provides is a therapeutic therapeutic arts therapeutic arts for those that suffer with PTSD okay so we've got some some well knowledgeable ladies sitting around the table not just my girlfriends not just you know people that I know but they're also in in the trenches uh, making a difference every day Mm -hmm. and then Miss Lisa Sweeney the Dubai you lady. She's a businesswoman and a nurse. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and she's out there as an entrepreneur making it happen every day. And she's also a healthcare provider. Yes. And so um, she's also knowledgeable um, in this area as well as far as dealing with uh, mental health or sickness. And she's also the, the executive director of RCC, Restoration. Yes. Crisis Center. Crisis Center. For women and children in crisis. For women and children in crisis. Mm-hmm. And so there you go. They see it every day. They come, they've come. they come up close to it every day. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I, I, let me just say this. Um, I don't know each, and I know what you all do for a living, and I know what you do as ministry, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know, have you ever faced depression? I know I can look at the commercials and they'll go down the list of 10 things Have you've done this. And I'm like, my God, I need to call the 800 number. <laughs> we laugh sometimes because it, it deflects the reality that I've, I've sat and watched the commercial. Mm-hmm. And I've thought to myself, Kathy, yes. do I need to call these people? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, can check the, I can check these boxes, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. And there was a time... It, it, I want to say at least a year and a half where I was severely depressed, I believe. And um, when I investigated further into my own health care and into what was going on, and I discovered that that it was a trigger because of my hormones. Mm -hmm. And I was going into premenopausal. Oh, isn't that a scary word? (laughs) (laughs) Did I say that out loud? You know, and and so being premenopausal triggered um, a lot of symptoms 
of depression okay mm -hmm. and so this is just for my own personal life so you may be watching you might say well you know I'm not depressed or maybe I've, I can check some of those boxes but I've never been diagnosed um, and so you just you kind of you know in and out ebb and flow yeah. through the symptoms um, but I want to just ask you ladies I mean have you all s suffered similar to me or on a different level well I um I experienced depression maybe about 21 years ago um, uh, from a major perspective and um, I was going through a period of transition mm -hmm. and in this transition um, I had all these unrealistic expectations on, on this new job I was working and when those expectations were not met I found myself being very disappointed mm -hmm. and when the disappointment was not dealt with then that brought upon discouragement. Mm -hmm. And when the discouragement was unchecked and wallowed in, the discouragement brought on despondency and then eventually depression. Mm -hmm. um, what depression looked like for me was um, not just sadness. I think there's a big difference between sadness and depression. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of time people say, well, I'm, I'm depressed, I'll be okay. But when you're really depressed, uh, I would say like moderately to severely depressed, sometimes you need help to come out of that. Right. And you can't come out there by yourself. Right. And so when I was uh, depressed, um, I had low mood. I had um, insomnia. Mm -hmm. I think I had gone like two to three days or two to four days without sleeping. Right. Um, I dealt with uh, a little bit of uh, anorexia. Not that I was trying to, I was preventing myself from eating, but I had lost my appetite. Right. You know how when some people stress, they overeat? Mm -hmm. I was the type that under ate. Right. I didn't have an appetite. I dealt with, um, at the same time, uh, body issues, I, uh, uh, physiological things. I was breaking out in hives, um, silver dollar size hives. I uh, was having muscle aches, back aches, right. uh, all kind of things, joint pain. Um, and then I think the worst thing was that I was having racing thoughts. Mm -hmm. I could not control my thinking. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to, and I was trying to say to myself, okay, you can come out of this, you can come out of this. But the thoughts kept coming, the negative thoughts, the hopelessness, mm -hmm. the helplessness. Right. Um, you know, you, you, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And then I found myself getting to that place of where, you know, you started contemplating suicide. Right. And, um, and that's when I realized that, okay, maybe I need help. Yes. That's what depression looked like for me. Right. right. And those are basic when we, if you Google or look up signs of depression, those are classical signs of depression. Um, some of the, those were some of the same symptoms um, that I had, um, you know, uh, insomnia, um, you know, no strength, you know, just, just ex completely exhausted you know, can't get out of bed, not, not just your average one day, two day, but like for a week right. at a time. Um, and uh, each, the, the, the result of my uh, condition ended up being going to get tested. Yes. So, the, you know, the first thing is, was, well, am I sick? You know, what yeah. is it, my back is, is, it, is my back? You start, you right. know, self-diagnosing. Yeah. Right. And so a friend of mine, took me to the doctor. I didn't even go on my own. Mm -hmm. So there you go, sister friends helping each other. And um, so she took me to the doctor and they did this whole, you know, panel of testing and the doctor came back and she said, Mrs. Cooper, 
How have you been functioning? Mm -hmm. How long has this ha been going on? And I said, you know, uh, uh, well, I think it's been over about a year. Mm -hmm. And she just looked at me and she said, I don't know how you've survived. Because, and then she began to explain all of the things that were missing right. inside of my body, Lisa. Yeah. All of the, the, the hormones and all of the, you know, just the things that you need yes. um, to function and, and maybe not um, uh, have these particular symptoms. So she did, it, it didn't, it turned out I w didn't necessarily have um, clinical depression, right. but I had, si the symptoms were so similar mm -hmm. Um, and it ended up being um, hormonal and needing med, but you still needed medical attention. And sometimes in our lives, we don't know what we need because we're avoiding the doctor, just the yes, doctor. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, you just don't, you don't, and, and it feels like to me, you know, the older I get, it's so intrusive. I, I don't have time. I'm like, I don't feel like going to no doctor. <laughs> you just, the, the whole idea of the doctor is yes. a problem. Right. And, but again, caring for yourself. How about you, Lisa? Have you faced bouts of depression or know anyone that's had depression? Yes, I know nurses can be the world's worst. And as we sit around the table, I'm thinking of the scripture that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And working in ministry uh, year after year, even being on the front line, um, Lord Jesus, not uh, providing ourselves with the health care that we need. Yeah. Yes. And I was experiencing pain. I thought I was in spiritual warfare. Oh, uh, uh, that's <laughs> a topic. Yeah, it went on, went on. Blame you know. on the devil. <laughs> yeah, blame <laughs> on the devil. <laughs> but actually, I, it, it had a name. Yes. And it was fibromyalgia. And I was hurting from my head to my toe. And um, what was happening with me is it went on for years. Mm -hmm. I would take pills to get up in the morning, pills to go to bed at night, and really didn't know when I was going to come out of, when was God going to heal me? You know, I'm confessing the scriptures. By Jesus stripes, I'm healed. Mm -hmm. Nothing is manifesting. Lisa, got to be convinced to take the medicine right. because you're in excruciating pain. And then um, being convinced to, you can taper off the medicines. And then um, having these symptoms, uh, not being able to eat, be like, okay, God, I released a, launched a seasoning company in 2011, and now I can't even cook. Wow. You know, I can't even yeah. smell, wow. stay in the smell of um, cooking in the kitchen. Someone else had to pro provide me with food. And then the, one of the most detrimental things is being trapped inside your own body, yeah. not being able to tell somebody what's really going on in right. the inside. Having um, fear as being a major phobia mm -hmm. in your life, right. and you can't even really tell your closest friends because right. they won't even much understand. Mm -hmm. You're having dreams of uh, hurting someone. Yeah. Um, when the doctor first prescribed the medication, it was a antidepressant. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to help me with nerve pain, uh -huh. but it had the opposite effect. Mm -hmm. They said, okay, tell your family members to watch you, people that know you mm -hmm. to watch you. Mm -hmm closely because you can have severe side effects. And the detrimental thing, detrimental thing about that is they didn't even, they, you know, I was in an identity crisis mm -hmm. and they, they couldn't even tell the difference. Right. I would, I would go to MAC as a therapeutic measure, um, you know, trying to feel better. You know, right. you get your hair done, yeah, get yeah. your hair done every right. week, go get your makeup right. on, yeah. you know, things are gonna improve. Right. Uh, there was one of the therapeutics that I did, get your nails done. You know, and none of those things, because I was looking good on the inside. 
I mean, on the outside, right. they didn't know what was going on right. in the inside. And it was a horrible case scenario. My family didn't even know. So actually, you were actually having a, a real sickness, fibromyalgia. Yes. And the fibromyalgia triggered, if I'm hearing you correctly, yes. um, bouts and symptoms of depression. Yes. Mm -hmm. And mental and so, illness. And mental illness. Mm -hmm. So generally, it's not just depression. Right. Generally, it's other, it's other things attached, other things that are going on in our lives that trigger... Um, the depression. So in my case, it was a medical condition of hormones. Mm -hmm. In your condition, um, you said, what was it? Was uh, post-traumatic stress. Post-traumatic right. distress. And then in your circumstance, it was fibromyalgia. Yes. And, and so these were, so it was almost as if you had to uh, piece together a puzzle mm -hmm. to get right. to the answer. And to get to the answer meant that you had to care more about yourself than you did necessarily um, other people. Because it's easy for us as women to be great caretakers right. for those that are around us mm -hmm. and we neglect ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of, you know, piecemeal ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we never get to the root of the issue. What's the trigger? You know what I mean? Um, but, and, but we do our best investigative work for other people. Yes. <laughs> I know. We can we do our best for other people. Then when it comes to ourselves, we, we try to look for the shortcut. Yes. Uh, how about you, Miss Catherine? Because what we're doing is we're wanting to unmask. Because you're you're sitting here and you're watching us today, and I I just have to say so myself. This this is a, a very lovely table, yes. very lovely table of ladies, and from different backgrounds, and we're both we're all saying that we've um, experienced depression. Um, but for different reasons. And so that alone says to you um, that you're not alone. And we're at different age groups and different experiences, and it still says to you, you're not alone. Yes. Well, mine stemmed from, it was hereditary. And um, I just couldn't figure out, ever since I was young, I had anxiety at first would bite my nails back to the quick, and I was always busy, just doing busy stuff. Um, OCD, everything had to be in order, everything had to be clean, but as I got older, I found myself, instead of being up, I was more down. Mm -hmm. And so I was, you know, like, what is going on? I'm taking all these expensive vitamins, <laughs> nothing happening, what is going on with me? And in church, it's a taboo, yes. really, yes. to say you have depression, because you could ask someone, well, how you doing? Praise the Lord I'm good I'm good we we praise the Lord and we find on the outside we laugh and then when we get home we we hide under the covers right. and we go to sleep right. but what happened with me is I was just like Lord what is going on I like I said I was doing everything and then I started going back in my lineage and I know the scriptures because I know people in the world out there oh no weapon formed against us shall prosper no they won't prosper but they can form yes. and the problem was I was just studying I was like okay what is going Going on, but I saw it in my family, but I didn't mm -hmm. recognize it. You know, generations going back, just depression, the older we got, more depressed. And so for me, I had to get help. I had prayed, and God works, no right. doubt. Absolutely. Um, I had confessed the scriptures, believe in God, and finally, when my thoughts got so dark, mm -hmm. I went to the doctor and I said, I need some help. And she asked me, same signs you were having, similar signs, body ache, pain. And she said, um, 
Miss Catherine, I think you have some depression. The first thing, I rebuke that in the yeah. name of Jesus. Right. I ain't got no depression. <laughs> you got to come again. And then she said, no, you have classic signs of depression. Mm -hmm. And so she gave me the medication. I wouldn't even get it filled because yeah. mm -hmm. I was like, I'm believing God. You touch my mind. I have the mind of Christ. I'm doing everything. But I kept getting darker and darker. But in church, praise the Lord, saints. You know, just happy, go lucky, everything. Get home, go to bed, sleep. So finally, I said, I'm going to go get this prescription filled. And the doctor said, take half of that pill. And the whole time I took that pill, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. And she said, in a week, you move up to a whole pill. And it changed my whole, I felt darkness lift. Mm -hmm. And it was just, uh, uh, you know, I, I could just feel myself getting better. And I was like, okay, that would, it worked for it me. Right. It doesn't mean that will work for everybody because some people really don't want to go to the doctor because they won't, don't want to be labeled. I'm depressed. It worked for me. And soon as I felt myself better, and in my prayer time, and I felt like the Lord said, you know what, we're getting ready to take you off this medication. I got off of it, and my doctor told me, you better not get off. You got to wean yourself off. I say, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. I stopped taking it, and I've been fine. And it don't mean that I won't go back down sometime because I know what it feels to have to pray right. your way out. Right. It'll, it will always come right. visit you. But I pray to the Lord and he keeps me up and I haven't had to take medication again. Right. And there's a scripture. I'm glad you shared that mm -hmm. because er, the ladies, each one of you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so um, I. It's safe to say that as you were struggling with this, you were churchgoers, you yes. were believers, you were, you know, those that read the word and you prayed. Mm -hmm. So it, so these things visit us and, and these, and these um, um, circumstances happen to us. Uh, we're not exempt just because we know the Lord, right. yes. um, you know, and he does give us a way of an escape. That's right. um, but again, if we're avoiding Yes. what it is that that we're you know dealing with or what it is that we're facing then he can't really give us a way of an escape because we're not acknowledging the, what we're going through or you know our, we're not acknowledging our circumstance and Philippians 4 and 7 says and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus um, and we believe that yes. the same way that we believe that God can heal your body physically yes. uh, from a physical ailment whatever that whether it's you know your, your back being out or cancer or fibromyalgia we also believe that God can move through medicine yes. um, and yes. God is gives the intellect for for That's doctors right. and, and medicine right. okay. but but we also believe that God is a miracle worker yes. That after the doctors have done all that they can do and yes. after everyone has yes. said there is no hope that you can believe God for a miracle. Yeah. Yes. And it sounds like that's what you're saying is that yes. you went and you got medicine and and you begin to see the effects and the change. But then there got to a point where you were like, God, I, I want to be um, released from this medication. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Lord enabled you to come off of the medicine mm -hmm. and now you're you're able to manage um the depression mm -hmm. without the medicine and if you need if you feel like you need to get it to go back mm -hmm. and take it you will yeah and sometimes you have to deal with the naysayers right because if you tell someone you know 
I didn't tell everybody. Right. I think yeah. I talked to you and a few right. other people about it for prayer. But as soon as you tell the naysayers, oh, you don't have enough faith. Right. And then yeah. so you don't want to get the rejection right. of that. So I was like, I'm not going to get medicine. I'm not going to get medicine because I don't have faith or I'm a preacher. Do right. preachers really need depression medicine? But do but so, preachers take aspirin? Why right. when you get a headache, yes, right. you don't you don't like you know pray the, the headache go away, but yeah. you still take the Tylenol and, and ibuprofen. So I mean if it you know either if you're going to go all the way if you you know or you're going to the you know adjust weight, a balance, adjust yes. weight is the Lord's delight. Yes. And so, you know, Psalms 139 11 and 12 says I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. This is David saying this to the Lord. To you, the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. And so the, the real question is, can Christians be exempt from experiencing these types of of mental health issues or sicknesses? And the answer is no, you're human. And sometimes it's the environment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like you said, it's generational things. Sometimes it's trauma. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, sometimes it's just a, a, a regular sickness of like fibromyalgia, which most people don't talk about. Um, or in my case, it could just be the hormones, you know, but in either case, when we're, we feel like we are being engulfed in the darkness. Our hope is, is that God's not afraid of the dark. No, he's not. You know, isn't that powerful? Really powerful. He's not afraid. He, he meets us in our darkness, yes. you know, and he shines. It, it only takes a, just a, a little light to dispel the darkness. And when he shows up, he gives us strategy and he gives us the wisdom and he surrounds us with the right people. Like I said, it took a friend to take me to the doctor for me to get to the root of what was my issue. Um, you might need to go take a visit to the health food store or you might have to change the, your diet and what it is that you're consuming and, and, um, and, and really do a research. I think it was a couple of years that I walked around with a little, it's like a little booklet, and I kept notes on every mood and what I ate, what I drank, because I had to learn my body. Yes. I had to learn what the triggers were. What What are the things? I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know what road rage was, but at, in that time where I was, I had hormonal deficits. I I had road rage. My husband and I, we were married, for, we've been married for 33 years and I had dreams like I could murder you. Mm -hmm. I like, like if I, I don't, I'm glad I don't own a gun because I could, <laughs> I could shoot you right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because the, the, the lack of, uh, the hormones that I were, was needing mm -hmm. would take me from one to 10, yeah. like in a, in a rage. In a matter of minutes. <laughs> yeah. And who would have thought? And I remember um, taking hormones and I, my body started balancing it, itself out. And uh, every now and then the husband would say, you take your medicine? <laughs> <laughs> you take your medicine? Mm -hmm. How you doing today? I'm like, yeah, I took my medicine. <laughs> 
because uh, I had to even out, and I didn't even I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, this is real life. It is. You know, and a lot of times in our families we don't talk about it. Yeah. You know, our grandmas and our our mothers and our yeah. sisters. It's it's kind of a quiet. Everybody suffers silently. Mm -hmm. And then you ask them, well, you know, granny or grandma or auntie, you know, tell me about, you know, did you ever do this? And everyone's, you know, so dignified. Yes. Oh, no, no, no such a thing. And then you watch the old movies, the old black and white movies, and you see the little, the ladies in the movies. And you'll, you'll remember this the, with the little handkerchief. And, and, and she would always put the handkerchief up to her nose. Do, do y'all remember that? I remember. And really what that was, we didn't know it then, but that little lady had some like morphine or, you know, an opioid and she was sniffing it. And it was like a, their medicine back in the day. Yeah, see, y'all learned something new when you watch one of those old movies um, before psychiatry became well known, because it is a science. They had to work their way to psychiatry and they didn't know what to do. They would put women in psychiatric wards. Yes. They were just going through the regular change of life. Mm -hmm. Doesn't God has a yeah. sense of humor, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And when it comes to how aging, mm -hmm. it's not fun. <laughs> it really isn't, you know? Uh, but he gives us uh, the tools if we, if we, if we will listen. And, uh, and so today I really, I wanted to talk about that because it's important that uh, the stigma uh, is removed because most people would, would feel more comfortable getting help mm -hmm. um, if they felt that people understood yeah. or at least were trying to understand. Yes. You know, when you were going through your, your, your situation, did you feel like people, did people, did you feel like people judged you like maybe you're just lazy or maybe you're just, you know, like that's a, it's, she's making that up. It's not even a real disease. Absolutely. You know, because I was married to ministry. Yeah. yeah, I was there from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. Yeah, it was life after divorce. Mm. And uh, another uh, time I remember depression is when I uh, got divorced. Mm -hmm. oh. And so I became married to ministry after that. Mm -hmm. And so that was my life. That's what I was doing. Yeah. So yeah. So know, traumas. Yes. And I think and Donna, you know this because of PTSD. Um, it's important to. Um, manage and to get the therapy that we need uh, to deal with our traumas. And sometimes we think that it's it's one thing, um, but that one thing is connected. It's like a it's like a tree, and it's connected to. And if we could get to the root of what what where did it start, then we could start dealing with the healing process the internally. Because we're not talking about just medicating. A lot of times doctors are into medication and medicating. Um, but what, what, what we're talking about is a holistic lifestyle, spirit, body, and soul um, being made anew and being made um, alive again um, through uh, not just uh, spiritual means, but also through self-care yes. and, and also through uh, bringing resolved, uh, resolve to unresolved issues yeah. in our lives. And so wouldn't you say talk therapy is yeah, important? Yeah, I, I think talk therapy is very important. Um, 
it didn't do as much for me as uh, the arts did. Okay. You know, um, David, when he was being uh, pursued by Saul, uh -huh. you know, he was in the caves. Yes. David wrote Psalms mm -hmm. while he was in the caves. Yes. And I really believe that was an outlet for David. That was a way of expressing himself yes, to, Dave, to God. Yes. And when you, when you read some of those Psalms, like 57 and, and 142, he's pouring his heart out to God. Yes. You know, God, I'm at my lowest point. You know, yes. God, help me, God. Right. And he is really expressing himself to God. And I think a lot of times we feel like we, like you were saying, we as Christians should never get to that point. Right. But if David got there. Not only David, David Jonah. Yes, Jonah was God. running from the word of the Lord and got, found himself depressed. Elijah, uh, Elijah mm -hmm. Peter, Peter, his the, the, the disciples, the head of the church. Joseph. When when Jesus died, he they went, you know, fishing out of sorrow. <laughs> so, I mean, the Bible is has a reference to show us that even as Christians, even as Bible believing followers and disciples of the Lord Jesus, mm -hmm. that we will have uh, moments and seasons and, and, and even times where we'll have to be confronted with uh, depression. Right. I mean, Paul, great example. Yes. Yes. Paul said, look, I, I bear in my body the marks of Christ. That word marks there is stigmata, which is the plural form of stigma. Yes. So the word stigma is in the Bible, That's right. you wow. know, but it's from a different perspective in that these are things that we as Christians should expect that we are going to go through things in those marks. That stigma should be something that is like a, a badge of honor because yes. you've gone through something for yes. Christ, you yes. know. So it's not yes. necessarily a negative thing when you think of it from a Christian perspective. Yes. Yeah. Well, today we had a great time uh, discussing and being vulnerable. It wasn't easy. Uh, but thank you, ladies, for sharing, and we hope that uh, we've helped you in some way and that you find your remedy and that you uh, reach out uh, for community and wholeness and know that God uses doctors and he also uh, performs miracles, and he wants to do a miracle in your life. Go to our social media pages and follow us. Leave a comment. We want to pray for you. We want to connect with you. We're here with you, your sister friends, and we want to continue the conversation.